0: From Bristol, UK, I'm Pommy Harmer. And I'm Melissa Shemam, and this is The Quarantini. We're bringing you this podcast every week to keep your spirits up until lockdown in the UK has ended. And as with every
1: week, today we'll bring you a mix of ingenious responses to the virus,
0: creative ideas for
1: the future, and maybe a dash of the unexpected.
0: Hello, Melissa. How are you? What
1: have you been up to this week? I'm good, Pommy. You know, it's the end of the academic year and I was teaching journalism this year. So I'm marking the students' assessment, trying to be extremely dedicated to that course. Well done to them to have finished with that despite their
0: current crisis. How about you, Pommy? Well, I've had a very exciting week. I've been to two birthday Zoom parties, one for a 13-year-old and one for an 18-year-old. But, Melissa, they both involved huge quantities of cake. And I wasn't able to eat any of it. So I wasn't happy about that. Wow, you're very strong. Like you were staring at these
1: images of cakes and you can't even touch them.
0: <laughs> yes, that is right. But it also went to Wilco's to buy seeds. And I queued up, I would think, with about 10 other people. And do you know what? Every single one of us went to the gardening section. Every single person went to find seeds. So we all want to grow something. I think it's the antidote to coronavirus. That's a great idea. Do some gardening or you can even have just some plants indoors, right? That is a really good idea. Well, great, bummy I'm proud of you. So what do you have for our listeners today? Well, we found lots of great ideas and music, Melissa, from Bristol and around the world. And some good news as well. And for our spirit,
1: uh, we have an interview I did with the Michelin chef. It's called
0: Josh Engleton. Oh, he's really popular, isn't he? He's the Michelin chef at the Pony and Trap, which is in Chumagna, just outside Bristol. Absolutely. And the mixer part of the show will include, as usual, a roundup of exciting responses to coronavirus.
1: And we'll bring something exciting as well, especially in our music that comes from Spain and then a little bit of something from England. Great. And speaking about music, just a reminder that uh, our lovely intro and conclusion theme is called Hot Flu and it's by the band Old Bones Collective, they're from Bristol and Bath as well so a big thank you to my friend the guitarist and lead performer Seb Gutierrez, you can also check them on Facebook, they have been posting a lot of uh, video from the latest gigs
0: that's really sweet So our song of the week comes from Spain The stay homers you might have seen doing the rounds are three guys who live together in Barcelona and they've been making new tunes almost every day since lockdown in Spain started They're all professional musicians but they haven't played before but to date they've reached 27 different brand new tunes. They come up with them in the morning and they record them in the afternoon on their balcony and they've gone viral. So here they are playing their favourite song which was the sixth one they wrote and one of them wrote it in the shower. It's called Got To Be Patient and it features Judith Nederman. number six i just wanna see my friends i wanna walk the streets again
2: but i gotta be
0: patient let's enjoy this confination i just wanna feel your love cause instagram is not enough for me so i gotta be patient let's enjoy this confination Be patient. Let's enjoy this combination. See, time's gonna disappear. Our. my friends, I wanna walk the streets again, but I gotta be patient, let's enjoy this comfy nation. the fabulous stay homers from barcelona and it featured judith naderman by mobile phone so next it's time for our weekly roundup this is the mixer going in now listen carefully for the fizz but before that how can listeners get hold of us melissa
1: i mean we'd love it if people would reach us to us so they can email us at the quarantini podcast at gmail.com but also find us on all the social media facebook the quarantini podcast twitter and even instagram Okay, so what have you got for us first? Let's talk about a few Bristol initiatives. So when I was doing my weekly walk the other day, I walked in front of That Art Gallery. Do you see where it is? That Art Gallery. It's on Upper Modeling Street, uh, basically between the Colstone Hall and um, the the infirmary or the children's hospital. And it's, it's this great corner with St. Michael Hill. They're this small gallery and they have a, a, sh- a display of a lot of photos that people have been sending from their life in lockdown. So you can go on their website, com. So that's a lovely display of a lot of faces and interiors and homes and family and moments from people here in Bristol during this difficult lockdown. So it's quite, it's quite emotional and it feels like togetherness. It's actually called Together Apart. Check their website.
0: Together Apart at that art gallery near the top of Christmas steps near the Children's Hospital. Talking of which, there's a new bank seat in a hospital, but it's not in Bristol. It's at Southampton General Hospital. It's a picture framed and it's in the lobby, so it's not on a wall and it's of a boy holding an action doll, which isn't Spider-Man or Batman, which are in the bin beside him, but is a nurse with a mask. And it's going to be auctioned off in the autumn to raise money for the NHS. And he also left a thank you note saying, thanks for all you're doing. I hope this brightens up your day, even if it is black and white.
1: And I've seen a nice photo, actually, of the nurses around the the frame in the hallway, in the hospital, looking very, very happy. Um, And I think it's a funny one because basically it's switching the narrative about who's the hero, isn't it? Ah, clever. I always wonder why Southampton, but, you know, we might figure that out a little bit later
0: well, maybe he's in lockdown there, Melissa. Yes, I I have this secret theory that because there's so many rumours about who he
1: is that now he's going on in places where the other people who are rumoured to be Banksy cannot be so that he proves that he's not this guy in Bristol, this superstar, blah, blah, blah. Because it's obviously ridiculous. We People who know him well knows he's one p- single person and he's not another artist. So I think because they're quite good friends with some people in Bristol who are rumored to be him, they're just doing it on purpose. One one is being photographed cooking in Bristol and the other one is in Southampton. Who knows? That's my theory.
0: Do you think he's classed as an essential worker? I think he should be. <laughs> well, he definitely
1: did that for himself. I think he, does, he makes his own rules, right?
0: <laughs> I think he does, yeah. The next project I want to talk about is called Kindness by Post. This is a project where people are asked to trade letters and cards by post. Who gets that anymore? You can register on the website and you get paired up with somebody and you send them something uplifting. It's a great idea, isn't it? I'm hoping to interview the person who came up with the idea, Amy Pollard, maybe in next week's podcast. Yes, so um, to
1: just complete our little tour of the world, I have a friend, Caroline, hello Caroline, if you hear me, uh, who's been cooking wonderful cakes for the health workers. But that has become part of a major movement all over Paris where everyone is baking pastries for medical, personnel around themselves and some of them are bringing them to them. It became so big that they actually made it uh, on CNN's website, you know, so... Um, wow, that's big. It's quite big. It's a little idea from someone called Maud Arditi and uh, her aunt works in a hospital. And so she thought it would be sweet to bring them, you know, some some treats and some cakes. And they're making stuff that is exactly like you and your birthday party. You're like, oh, my God, I want one. But you know that those, those people in the hospital deserve it more. So they have a, a nice website called Save2020.org. And they are helping spreading the world in other European cities for people to to just start baking and making homemade good sweetness for the healthcare workers.
0: Mm, Melissa, I'm drooling now. But you can have all those sweet things at weddings, can't you? And I know two couples have postponed their weddings this year. But in the US, I read about a couple that got married using Zoom and made a new beautiful ritual where everyone had to bring something visual to share. So they got dressed up in their finery as well, but they had to bring something visual to share and say something about the couple. And then they made a beautiful collage of all the screens of everyone present.
1: Well, I think it comes to Andy, right? Because not everyone can cancel his wedding plans. It's just, you know, it takes sometimes months, if not more, to organise. And I'm just going to share that idea with a friend. His sister is getting married in Ireland, so obviously they can't live Bristol to go there
0: in July, probably not. But maybe they can come up with something that personal. Yes, and that reminds me, everyone who was in other parts of the world were able to attend, who wouldn't have been able to attend otherwise. And, of course, when lockdown is released they will have a big party anyway I think so what's not to like about that and
1: in other sort of partying uh, to reconcile with cinema and theatre in Prague where obviously all the places have closed like everywhere else uh, people have been starting to do again some drive-in festival so there's a place called the dubbed art parking the dubbed art parking yes the dubbed art parking and it's a two-month event that started at the end of April and it's giving the people of Prague the opportunity to engage with culture while just keeping with the physical distancing I would say because everyone says social distancing but we can still be social if we're physically distant. It's running until the end of June if you're in Prague just check it out and you might see a nice film or um, just some theatre.
0: And also in Great Yarmouth in the UK A care home organized a drive through disco for its residents. How about that, Melissa? Yeah, that's an easy
1: idea to get. In Italy, in the meantime, in a a lovely city called Genova in the north, they have created a web TV show and anyone could take part. So it's a channel and it's built as a kind of a virtual town square. So artists, professional families can come in and help raising a smile and, and. Make people feel less lonely during this lockdown, as you know, Italy has been quite um, strongly stricken by the lockdown very early on. So this web channel brings in yoga tutorials, interview debates, a lot of advice about food, but also concert and shows. And actually, it was it was uh, mimicked by the the radio in the film Good Morning Vietnam. You remember that for me? Oh yes, I do. So it's called Good Morning Genova, and it already has. 21,000 Facebook followers and more than 700,000 people have been
0: around and reached out to them. So well done, Denova. Hope you enjoy it. Good Morning Vietnam it was a radio station, wasn't it? And there's a radio station in Citrus near Barcelona on the coast. And guess what? It's called the Quarantini Radio Station. <gasps> I think we should be part of it. I've looked at the schedule, which is pretty massive. And the ones I've noticed immediately were the aperitivo hour on Fridays at six. That is definitely our slot. Or they've got wicked women at seven on Wednesdays. Maybe that's ours.
1: Yeah, definitely. We're going to try that and investigate and let you know. Finally, just a tiny sweet note from the other side of the world in Colombia, South America, The policemen have been starting to serenade local to boost their morale. So they're just bringing their guitars and singing in the street. People listen from their window and they all look so together in harmony. (laughs) That's just only in Latin America,
0: isn't it? Only in Latin America. That's wonderful. And now it's time for our interview. Yes, for me. This week, I talked to um, a chef. He's called
1: Josh Eggleton. Um, A lot of people in the region knows him from The Pony and Trap. He's got... Many restaurants in the city and around, including in Waff, but obviously they are now closed. So he's talking about his current work, with Bristol Food Union and the Cheers Drive initiative. You remember that we talked to Ben Richardson from Caring in Bristol about Cheers Drive a couple of weeks ago. And so they're all day cooking food for the NHS worker and the most vulnerable and also driving around the city to bring that food to the people who really need it the most. So um, I talked to him and Anya Morris, the administrator of um, the Bristol Food Union, and they explain how this has changed their life and how we can help them.
2: And a month ago, I was probably running um, six what we call outlets in Bristol, from Pony and Trap in Chew Magna to Salt and Wharf, Root at Wapping Wharf, Kensington Times in Redland, and Yurt Lush at Temple Key. And I'm also involved heavily in Bristol charities, so Karen in Bristol, sort of founder of Eat Drink Bristol Fashion, a food festival, and also a, a partner in Bristol Beer Factory, and actually slightly oversee the Arnafini Cafe Bar.
3: We're very
1: happy to have you with us. How did you manage to keep on producing food and and help around um, the union?
2: I mean, essentially everything changed. It got turned on its head. I have an extensive number of staff, about 215, and they have all been furloughed now. But we already had partnerships in place with people like Karen in Bristol and what we called the sort of Sunday Sessions Chefs which was just a creative event of loads of chefs that got together and cooked in a warehouse for a bit of fun and then extended into our network. And then that very quickly changed into this Bristol Food Union. And it's an idea we've been kicking around and talking about it for a long time with Anya, and about getting everybody, producers and suppliers together and sort of creating one voice. And that happened very, very quickly in reaction to what's happened within the world and how we can bind together and help each other. Very quickly, I found myself working virtually full-time with Karen in Bristolton to launch the Cheers Drive initiative. And that is essentially delivering three meals a day to a vulnerable or homeless person that's been rehoused in a hotel or a hostel so they've got the ability to self-isolate. We've got three kitchens running in the city doing that. And again, big strategic partnerships there. Don from Pastor Loco is picking up a lot of slack there, doing a lot of work myself with my teams. All volunteers, by the way. Shona Graham from Emmeline as well as running Kitchen. Um, we're all running on a daily basis producing about a thousand mils, and that's amazing.
1: It's absolutely impressive because as you were saying you volunteers and it's this is a very stressful moment and yeah. you don't know how you'll be able to reopen your business when everything's going all right how do you cope is it solidarity do you have a magic potion that you can recommend to people?
2: no you know what peaks and troughs ups and downs and sometimes you get really positive days and working with people is great and you know and I, I think it's important to say the core people within the Carina Bristol team are, are being paid for bringing the whole thing together but predominantly my by volunteers. How do we care? I think for me, I take a great deal of pleasure in, in feeding people and looking after people. I and mean, that's good for me to have the ability to get up and go to work in the morning um, at the moment in this time of need. It's really great. And being able to kind of still connect with food and feed people is really sort of therapeutic. And that's good for your mental health. On the side of that, because I'm essentially running the kitchens and the sort of food director for the project, so I'm able to kind of on the side, of the t- in tandem, I'm able to deal with how we're going to, well, firstly, close down our businesses And now I'm strongly thinking about how we're going to open them back up. Talking to the accountants a lot and just looking at the finances and just looking at the current situation and putting plans in place and coming up with several strategies about how we're going to open those businesses back up. So, you know, when we're doing sort of like sustainable fish and chips to take away, that's probably one of the easiest ones. But when we've got a restaurant route at Wobbin Wharf in a shipping container, which is very small. That's going to be difficult because of social distancing that's probably going to be in place in the next however how long. So um, it's about how do we adapt that business to service people? And my main priority really is to... How do I look after the core people in that business, those strategic partnerships I was talking about?
1: A question for both of you. How can we help you?
3: I think the important thing to say about Bristol Food Union is that it's very much about collaboration and solidarity rather than charity. So there's an awful lot of initiatives out there where people are just raising money from the public to feed those that are in need at the moment. Bristol Food Union is a bit different. The idea is that we're fundraising from both corporate businesses and the public, and then we're paying the restaurants involved £4 per meal for every meal that they produce and those meals are then distributed to both the NHS frontline social mental health care and vulnerable frontline communities. So the whole concept for the business was to create a project that would ensure some sort of flow of income into the restaurants and then the restaurants are largely using that income to buy produce from their suppliers. So yes we are feeding vulnerable and homeless communities but actually the project on a wider level is about trying to get some source of income continuing down the supply chain. We need people to continue to support Bristol food. There's a lot of our farmers, food producers, local retailers and our restaurants now doing takeaway and delivery services. You know, the big supermarkets have got enough cash flow in the bank to ride this crisis. Our small food producing community do not. And what we're finding is a lot of them are then falling through the cracks when it comes to government health or they can donate to the Bristol Food Fund, which is a citywide fund to help food and food producing businesses get back on their feet after the crisis is over.
1: Thank you very much again to Josh Engleton and Anya Morris from the Bristol Food Union
0: for taking the time to speak to us.
1: Right, it's nearly time to finish now, but
0: before we go... How about some more music? My friend Jane Kitto has recorded a song in her bathroom. She's from Oz, but she's living in Cornwall with her Swedish husband, Peanut. They're a band called perfect blue sky and obviously they can't go on tour like every other band and they can't play the music festivals but they are a new key. And here she is singing the chorus from Stay With The Light. Stay with the light, stay with the time with the chance to make you proud. Jane Kitto from Perfect Blue Sky and singing the chorus of Stay with the Light from her bathroom in Newquay. What a beautiful name. That's it for the quarantine this week. We'll be back next week with a new cocktail of ideas and positive news for you all. And maybe a new cocktail recipe, right, Pommy? oh yes maybe we will in the meantime we'd really love to hear from
1: you and you can get a hold of us by emailing us at thequarantinipodcast at gmail.com but also reaching out on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram this podcast was hosted by me Melissa Shemam and was
0: hosted and produced by me Pomi Hama thanks for listening everyone and stay safe